0: What's going on, people? Welcome to the post game number crunch. As usual, I'm your host, Jake Painting, creator of the Hows and Growls Timbrels newsletter, and this podcast is proudly brought to you by Cana Supers and SB Nation. As you may know by now, number crunch is a quick post gamer in my own style, picking out one number or one stat and using it to anchor us throughout the podcast and to kind of dive into a few themes and a few different things that happened throughout the game that we're talking about. As usual, I'd like to give a shameless little plug for the House and Grouse newsletter. It's my newsletter made with a fan perspective and not a journalism or reporter perspective and it's got loads of content content on there coming every single day and look, if I get one subscriber per podcast, I'll reach my goal and turn this into an actual self-made full-time job. So, If you're able to support for just $3 a month for content, obviously the podcast is on there as well, but you get writing content, etches and nose breakdowns, video content, player ratings after every game. So if you can subscribe, if you're able to, head over to houseandgrouse.substack.com or just follow the link in the show notes. Anyway, there were more important things happening today because we are finally back. The regular season is upon us, and man, it feels good to get things kicked off for real. No more preseason stuff, real basketball, and it it did feel really good, kind of, until it didn't, and it it felt really good until the Oklahoma City Thunder decided to claw back a 16-point lead and really make us all kind of sweat as we watched it. Still, the Wolves held on, shook off some rust, got some game tape to pour over, and running out 115-108 winners in the season opener. Uh, before we get into the actual number crunch, I think it's more important to remember that yes, there was a little more than a little clunkiness. Yes, they shit the bed a little bit in that third quarter. And yes, you'd expect a team with legitimate contender hopes to hammer the Thunder into oblivion without so much kind of undue stress. But this is exactly why we've been clamouring for this early season schedule. It's not so we can see an in-form Wolves team win by 35 points or watch a tanking Thunder team rest half its roster. It's so the Wolves can have this time to figure out the multitude of things that they need to figure out on the fly without having to do it against the league's heavyweights. If this was against a playoff or god forbid a title contender then those weird periods of chemistry building all of a sudden happen in a big loss and instead they happen they can be fixed and they can be added to the memory bank of these players while still getting away with a win and progressing that tiny little tiny weeny step closer to being a 50 plus win team so i think that's important to remember to remember um when we kind of look back in at this game with a little bit of anguish, because it was a tough watch at times, and it did feel like the Wolves scraped by and didn't really get much out of that, but I think they would have got a ton out of that game. Anyway, moving on, and we are moving on to today's number, and that number is... 10. As in, 10 points in the paint for D'Angelo Russell. Now... We could focus on the negative. We could focus on OKC's offensive rebounding numbers or the number of wide open looks or looks at the rim that the rest of the Wolves team fluffed. But the Wolves won, and I think that calls for some positivity. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. We'll do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And that positivity really should come in the form of Russell's aggressiveness and his assertiveness because that hasn't always been the case or always been his strong suit. However, of the seven shots he made in this game, five of them came in the paint for 10 points. For perspective, D'Lo only averaged 4.5 points points in the paint last season and five points in the paint the season prior. Now, he probably won't score 10 a game. That would have had him in the top 25 league-wide last season. But it didn't seem like he went out of his way or did anything ridiculously outlier to get those 10 tonight. Instead... He did what he'd been doing in his minutes alongside Rudy Gobert throughout the preseason and, and then did the same tonight. He used the big Frenchman as a decoy. While we were all kind of rushing to, to crown the Delo pick and roll as, as a lifesaver for this Wolves offense because of Delo's ability to make passes out of the pick and roll, this little wrinkle has popped up consistently in the small sample size that we've got so far. You can probably see it in your head instead of throwing lobs or throwing pocket passes. D'Lo is throwing these fake passes or these look-offs and using the immense kind of roll-man gravity that Gobert possesses to get buckets for himself instead. He had two of those fake pass finishes alone in this game Another and another play where he used a little hesitation move while he was standing next to Gobert to kind of freeze the defense and get a lane for himself. And I think maybe the most impressive thing is that Russell is really twisting one of his deficiencies in, and you know one of his disadvantages on the court into being a positive. It's been clear so far that teams have been instructed to stay home on Gobert when D'Lo is driving the ball. He's not a great finisher and he's often been reluctant to even try and finish. Um, rim protectors are purposefully allowing him to get a lane in the fear that they will leave Gobert to stop D'Lo and they'll have Gobert climbing over their backs for a lob dunk or for a rolling finish. and I mean, that's good coaching. That's, that's what they should do. They're taking away the biggest threat on the court in a pick-and-roll, which is Rudy, um, but D'Lo has quickly figured that out, and he's spinning it to his advantage, and that in turn allows him to have nights like he did in this season opener. He wasn't the star of the show. That, that was Gobert himself alongside probably Jaden McDaniels, who just had an awesome night as well. But D'Lo was able to grab 20 points, 10 last quarter points by manipulating the defense from the inside of the paint. And that's not something we've always been able to say about D'Angelo Russell. And that is what can help him turn those cold jump shooting nights like he had tonight. He wasn't very good with his jump shot. He did hit a three and a pull up mid range shot, but he didn't quite have it clicking as a jump shooter. He can turn those nights into legitimately positive ones. And again, that's not something that we've always been able to say for delo eventually the wolves are going to have to to work out these teams they're going to they're going to have to run more pick and roll and delo will have to find ways to involve gobert in them as a lob threat and a roll man but for now it feels like he's laying the groundwork to make those defenses worry about him as well and that will only increase the effectiveness of that action as the season progresses and as teams start to question themselves whether they should be stepping up to Delo or staying back on Gobert and just think about Gobert being maximized even more man he was he was excellent tonight i mean they force fed him in different ways than we expected earlier which is a little funky and probably not the best usage of usage of Rudy Gobert but he he did look brilliant in a bit in a bigger role but those looks I think, will probably dry up as the season progresses. The shiny new toy feeling will start to wear off a little bit and the post-ups and the deep seals will will become less prevalent. But with what D'Angelo Russell is doing right now, by the time that those post-ups and deep seals and whatnot do start to dry up, Russell may well have established himself as a paint point threat and then the Wolves can quickly pivot into a D'Lo-Gobert-centric offense for large parts of a night or for, for short stretches. For any amount of time, they can start to really maximize that partnership because right now, admittedly, even with, with D'Lo attacking the rim well and, and using it to boost himself, it hasn't been a completely seamless fit and that's to be expected. I mean, they've only played, what, two or three preseason games together and now... One regular season game against the Thunder team, who are super super small and would struggle to. You know, it's it's not it's not the type of team that Minnesota is going to play on most nights. You're normally going to have an actual center out there, whereas the Thunder at times are just playing five wings. Um, but they do need to maximize that combination eventually a little bit more to get Gobert more looks. But that's that's a part of what go what D'Lo is doing and. D'Lo attacking the rim himself, even if it never gets to the level that we hoped between him and Gobert as a passer for D'Lo, him attacking the rim is really good news and they need him to have a good season and they need him to be efficient scoring and they need him to get to the line. He got to the line five times tonight as well, as well as those 10 those ten paint points. So whatever happens, it's, it's going to come, but it's going to come with time. Uh, tonight they showed they needed that time but the signs were blindingly obvious that that D'Lo's going to start putting guys in a bind. And D'Angelo Russell is a, pl- a polarizing player. He is for me too. He's a strange player. I, I never quite know where I sit with him. But if he's attacking the rim, if he's scoring, say, seven or eight points in the paint each night instead of that five, um, that makes him an infinitely better player and an infinitely bigger threat in the pick and roll. And... and Eventually we'll maximize Gobert as well. It's gonna be a fun season, man. I'll be I'll be here all season long punching out these quick hitters after every game. So I will see you next time.